0: Disclaimer for all who are listening. Mixed emotion is a conversation
1: about what it means to be biracial. We are learning and
0: growing along with the audience.
1: The opinions and experiences expressed on this podcast are personal. They do not speak to everyone's story. But we hope to provide a safe space to connect and relate. So. Yeah. Last time... On our second episode, we covered beauty ideals, white beauty ideals, and I think we wanted to continue off what we left off on, Mm -hmm. which was puberty.
0: Yeah, so basically, I have a bit of a story because I talked a little bit about it last time. Yes. Um, But in my very white middle school, and I had a very white friend group, Mm -hmm. and the change room to me is such... it. Represents me feeling very uncomfortable um, in the way I look, mm-hmm. um, specifically because of the fact that I'm biracial. And I remember just like in the change room, everyone's kind of changing. They're talking about like, oh, shaving their legs mm-hmm. or like whatnot, or this, the body hair is something. And I had all these like blonde, body haired white friends. Yeah. And I just didn't like conform to some of those white beauty ideals mm-hmm. and um I just felt weird about even like scarring because of acne and stuff like there's more my skin scars really easily because I'm darker mm-hmm. and um again with the body hair and everything I just didn't have anyone to relate to hmm So I feel like it's so important at that time when you feel so different and your body's changing, like it's not even just you feeling different because of your race and being in a white environment, it's you feeling different because your body's changing. And then when you don't have anyone who's going through the same thing as you, um, it's really isolating, especially when you're like, everyone's like, oh, do you get this? Oh yeah, same me too. And I go, oh, you know, in this thing, and they're like, oh no, I don't have that. You're kind of like, oh it's awkward it's awkward and they don't really know what to say about it and you almost feel embarrassed or ashamed that's how i felt Mm -hmm. and um it just made me feel more secure insecure honestly um at that time of my life hey juliana what's our podcast called i don't
1: know valentina what is it
0: it's that that
1: feeling that That mixed mixed emotion (laughs) Before we jump into the discussion, the following content contains subject matter that may be alarming to some listeners. Please check the episode description for more details and take care of yourselves. Okay, so, Valentina, I feel like we always start off this episode this way. Yeah. Um, you having an anecdote and me just agreeing along with this experience that you always mention. Yeah. Why is that? Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, um... I think this all roots back to the environment we grew up in, and we touched a little bit on this last episode, mm-hmm. but you mentioned how you grew up in a very white environment, mm-hmm. um, where I grew up in a, an environment that was a little bit more diverse, where I had a lot of other people and peers like surrounding me with diversity, a lot of inclusion, a lot of people who looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, So, we wanted to start off this episode with me having an anecdote.
0: Yeah, because the past two episodes, it's been me with an anecdote, and I promise I'm not that narcissistic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's not even about that. It's just, it really speaks to us and our environment, and who you grow up around is who you become, who Mm -hmm. you are conscious about. Mm -hmm. Um, And it almost kind of wraps up the whole idea that beauty is so relative to Who you're around exactly i think that's such a good point and that totally
0: sums up kind of the differences in our childhood and then also it shows too like when we're in high school and stuff and that's when those white beauty ideals really started to hit you definitely and we both experience that environment together and then you see the switch in your experience becoming a lot similar to mine Exactly. Then it was so much more different when we were younger and we
1: weren't in the same type of environment. Exactly that. Yeah. And I think for me, I was very lucky because your story was almost like, I would say it's traumatizing for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> There's, There's a a little. traumatizing
0: incidents there. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. So um I would say for me, the experience in like growing up as a woman and like trying to step into that for me was very, it was almost comforting and it wasn't okay. anything too abrasive. I felt like my experience was very chill because I had so many people around me who Mm -hmm. resembled like what I looked like. We all kind of went through this together. So you were saying that you had a lot of like blonde haired friends, like maybe their leg hair is like blonde Mm -hmm. opposed to like black and like same like you and me. Same. Yeah. So thick. Exactly. But since I grew up in an environment where there was so much diversity, we all embraced puberty the same. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of teachers of color and women of color in my life that um, introduced it very subtly Mm -hmm. and realized that like we're all going to go through this. They mentioned how they went through it when they were younger and it was a very positive experience for me. If anything my mom was great. Like she is white but she definitely Mm -hmm. has darker thicker hair like she's italian curly hair shout out juliana's mom shout out my mom and she was really great about it like she introduced like buying deodorant and you know going to the store for like little cosmetic things and razors and you know shaving cream as like oh let's go for like a girl's day let's just go shopping yeah i think that's a great way
0: to introduce stuff like that
1: right and it made me feel very comfortable in my identity and growing up and like developing as a woman yeah because obviously as a biracial individual when you're around peers who are of one race or the other and especially you when you're growing up around people who are just white yeah it's very different to the changes that you will be stepping into
0: yeah and I think that's also important because you had such a positive experience going through puberty when you're changing and really kind of coming into your identity mm-hmm. um, both in the aspect of like you had diversity and mm-hmm. you also had a positive like reinforcement about this is natural, yeah. you know, we'll do this, we'll do this and I do think I had that positive reinforcement but I didn't have that diversity and that's that's the difference. Definitely. Which I think we're just trying to highlight here is you can really see the impact mm-hmm. of growing up in a non-diverse area when you're a person of colour versus a diverse area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think it's interesting too because at that age you're like 13, 14 the people's people's opinions matter a lot but specifically your peers definitely um and I kind of read an article about this recently where um there was a therapist who was talking Mm -hmm. and she said that um at that age like the peers your peers are literally like those are the people whose respect you want the most yeah whose opinion matters the most yeah and when again so like when you can't get that understanding or respect there's a lot of like guilt yeah and kind of fear definitely and isolation yeah Mm -hmm. from that um and you brought up a really good point because obviously guys we were like facetiming last night discussing this episode of course and juliana brought up a really great point which is when you're going through puberty that's when you first start trying to like conform to the idea of beauty yes and being you know in our case like women um and kind of trying to look like the ideal woman
1: and we talked a lot about social media yeah i was gonna say um i think a lot of the newer influencers and we will touch more on media representation in the upcoming episodes Mm -hmm. but a lot of what we look to especially as like young women are people who um we want to become and resemble us and we have apps like pinterest and instagram and all these things that we are always like scrolling through and looking for inspiration of like yeah who we want to become. And I found that for me, like a lot of what was on my vision board was like the clean girl aesthetic. Yes. And what does that consist of, may you ask? Clean girl aesthetics are a lot of the time people like Matilda DeJurf and um, Alex Earle Mm -hmm. and a lot of these like white beauty influencers who were raised in a middle to upper class who have all of the money, who have a following, who have um, the look. Yeah. And what is the look? The look is, as we discussed last episode, like blue eyes, light hair, Mm -hmm. uh, lighter skin complexion, all of these things. And then you step into um, different people of color trying to be the same type of person with like the nice clothing and the slicked back hair and they'll be looked at as um people can say ghetto yeah people can say uh not as clean or they're trying too hard yeah little things like that right and that is crazy because when you're a young girl and you're trying to really figure out who you want to become yeah and people that don't look like you are the people you you want to look like. Yeah, it really does something to your mental health. I'd say.
0: Yeah, because it's almost like you don't really have an option. Yeah, and I I remember too, like it wasn't just like the light hair and the blue eyes. It was also like the straightening your hair that was such a big thing in middle school. Like Definitely. all the girls who had curly hair were straightening it. At least the school I went to, I feel like that was happening all the time. Yep. And um, it was also just like the hairstyles. Suited straight hair yeah. more than they suited curly Definitely. hair. Definitely. I don't think I remember like trying to look up like different haircuts and stuff for curly hair on Pinterest. My hair is not that super curly, yeah, but you can't find as many like hairstyles and stuff when you look it up. And Pinterest back then, I saw it was always like white always content that you saw, always white
1: content. And it was just like, okay, hey, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And I know, um, a lot of my black peers. We've all had this conversation before, and we all love Pinterest. Like, that's Mm -hmm. our number one social media used. Yeah. And it's so funny because in order to find someone who looks like you, you have to actually search their skin color. Oh my gosh, no. Like... Swear! Oh no, I've done that so many times, and I start.
0: I sound like <laughs> I sound like some perverted person with a fetish. Yeah. Because my Pinterest search history is like, um, like tan skin girl with like yeah. medium length curly
1: it's hair with so blonde highlights. Bad! It's so bad. Yeah. For me, it's like black girl clean aesthetic. Yeah. Like or like mixed race girl like thick curly hair clean aesthetic. I'm like, yeah. oh gosh, yeah. like it's so, so bad. Yeah. Oh my! Like the government stalking me would have so many questions. It'd be like. Oh, um, what? So what is this? What are you doing? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. it's bad. Um, but we also really want to talk about something that is very prevalent again in this clean aesthetic, which is futurism and mm-hmm. colorism mm-hmm. Um, I would say there is definitely a privilege in having a lighter skin tone, which definitely is definitely light skin privilege light skin privilege yeah and we want to make it super clear that all of these problems that we're discussing, are our problems to face and they are not those of i don't have the same problems as a black woman no because you know,
0: yeah well because we conform we can conform at the end we of the can day, we can you know straighten our hair yes and we i think a bit more for for me than mm-hmm. for you but i'm definitely white passing yeah like, I, no one ever assumes that I'm brown.
1: Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: They always assume kind of like I'm Spanish or Italian. And I think they think that partly because um, of my name. Like, yeah. My name Valentina yeah. doesn't really help. But um, I just, yeah, basically we are light-skinned and we have issues. We ha- we've we encountered issues because of that. But also people who are darker than us have issues
1: and have them way worse. Exactly. Like, for them, it's it's... When you walk into a room it's visible, for yeah. us, we have the ability to conform, which is such a privilege. Yeah. And um, I think we really want to like make sure that it's known that we have the ability, like us and our biracial individuals, like if we are lighter skinned, we have a privilege to speak up for those who are facing injustices mm-hmm. and who are facing um, discrimination on the like colorism spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like sometimes we talk about things and our problems, and we we. It sounds like we're very conceited and like we're only discussing, yeah, like from our perspective, which we are because we yeah. only can speak from that. But also, we, I just want to make sure that we're not saying that our problems are so much worse than those no. of you know what no. I mean. It's a spectrum of because you know the racism we're gonna face. It's, it's different. different. It's so much different. Very different. Also, talking about this, um, I think that colorism and featureism it all links back to again what we mentioned before which is like the relativity of beauty yeah and how beauty can be defined in certain ways depending on where you are in the world Mm -hmm. um i was just going to bring up my experience i went to jamaica like last year yeah this time yeah and I stayed with my family and it was interesting because as I was walking around I haven't been there like 10 years prior to this time okay and I walked around and my grandma was explaining some things to me and then I saw some people with like their body parts like wrapped like their legs and their limbs and like their what were arms they, what were they wrapped in? wrapped it was just like cloth okay and she was like it was so casual the way she said it she was like oh yeah those people are bleaching their skin Yeah, see, because when I hear that, I'm just like, what? I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, to me, I guess a girl from, like, North America that's so exposed to things like colorism and futurism and all these things. Mm -hmm. For me, that was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is a problem, not just in North America. Yeah. You know what I mean? so that brought me back to, like, where does colorism kind of stem from? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do some research for this episode because I thought it was so important. Of course. Um and there was a really good youtube video i watched it was called um how does discrimination based on skin complexion impact people of color okay and it was like 45 minutes ish yeah and it was a series um called basic black and it was by gbh news okay basically they were talking just about like the social and political impact of colonialism and colorism and mm-hmm. how this affects like our um just our generation yeah it was an amazing conversation but one of the first things that the specialist mentioned was that colonialism is and I thought this was so great a child of race and class wow and that was like mind-blowing to me yeah and I was like why is it that so many light-skinned people have so much privilege yeah and I've always questioned that because I'm like it obviously just wasn't this way one day like it stemmed from something well yeah right and so she mentioned that it obviously was rooted in colonialism Mm -hmm. and that those of the lighter skin colors did have more privilege and more money Mm -hmm. and were looked up to Mm -hmm. opposed to those of darker skin tones who were looked down upon. And that goes back to things like slavery, to royalty, to all of these things. um, And like the colonial rule, obviously, that's taken over so much of the world. And I was like, wow, like
0: that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is something... Um, I've thought about a lot because, um, in my experience, yes. I've been to India multiple times and it's weird because I've actually noticed it. I don't know if I didn't pay attention to it before, but over the years I've really picked up on the kind of like always promoting really light skinned Indian people in advertisements. Mm-hmm. So when I'd go, I'd see all these advertisements for like, um for, like, different saris, different, you know, clothing, makeup, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's there's it was always kind of Indian women, but they've been photoshopped to have, like, white skin. Yeah. Like, white as snow skin. And you really understand how messed up it is when you're not just looking at an advertisement on a screen, but on a billboard, yeah. and you see the very dark people Mm -hmm. walking around and that's just not representative of those people in that area or a lot of places in in india Mm -hmm. um my grandparents are from the south that's where my mom's from that's where i would visit and people there are a lot darker Mm -hmm. and in no way are they being represented on those billboards yeah and then i remember later on when i was like 13 or something i saw this video um, actually on Snapchat by, like, Refinery29. It's really random. And it was about all these people getting mercury poisoning because of skin bleaching products. Wow. And I was like, you're, I, that's when I first heard about skin bleaching. And I was like, wait, like, this is a thing? People do that? And then after I heard that, I started to pick up on it more. Like, um, I've had some Indian relatives, literally this is how they compliment it. They go, oh, you're, you're so beautiful, so light. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting
1: Uh, that's a little
0: that's a bit of a loaded compliment right there yeah there's a lot of uh, stuff going on there and also doing more reading how job opportunities are so much more when you have lighter skin Mm -hmm. like in 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 Asia Southeast Asia um, job opportunities even I was reading a BBC article about this arranged marriages some mother-in-laws will want a lighter um, woman for their for their son wow Yeah. And like that's one of the things they'll talk about. There's been Indian dating sites where they literally say, um, select which skin tone you want. India too has definitely been, they were colonized by the Brits. Mm -hmm. And they really look to Western society. I think a lot of the world does. I don't think that's something we really understand the full extent of here in North America. Countries outside of North America who are predominantly not white, Mm -hmm. like people of color, really look up to these western beauty ideals trying to like bleach their skin and trying to look whiter i think for some people they just think of this as beautiful but for other people they don't feel like they have any other opportunity without this like this is their only choice yeah is to bleach their skin and potentially i'm going to say this potentially kill themselves yeah because of it like they can die from this literally life or death they're choosing death because it will give them such a higher quality of life um I also remember being young around 13, 14 and reading um Malala's autobiography. Yeah. And she mentioned just how it was such a thing where um I forget exactly who but there was this guy and he felt really um insecure and self-conscious because he was dark. And he really got his confidence back when he married a woman who like loved him for who he was. Wow. I don't know if she's talking about her father who she exactly she was talking about. Um and it it also she also told a story where he tried to um take some sort of like goat's milk or something and he thought if he put it on his face it might lighten his skin like people were doing so much and they still do to this day just to look lighter and i think what that really relates back to is juliana's really smart guys she named she's like why don't we call this episode the relativity of beauty? And it's true, and it's like, how close are you to the white beauty standard? Yeah. And that's where you lie yeah. uh, in terms of not even just beauty, but opportunity and 100%. respect. We talked a lot today, guys. We really So we're going to have to close it off. I hope that it all made sense. I know. Let's hope everyone followed. We just kind of
1: throw it out there. We just rambled a bit. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but it's okay. Okay. Are okay. we ready to wrap uh, up?
0: I think we're going gonna- to Episode three. three.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.